rocking around the WJCs, one of my favorite <laughs> times of the year. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Evan Rowell for another Free Skate Friday, uh, as the Avs have been quite successful in their WJC players this year. And before we before we get into WJCs, I just want to remind the world that this exists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still sweating from wearing that for a couple of hours. It is truly amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ali Monroy in the back as well. Please don't go buy that. Please <laughs> go buy a DNVR hoodie or something else instead, please, because that thing is. Evan, I think you said on the other show that like everyone can hear you coming from a mile yeah. away. That thing. <laughs> yeah, if I put her on upstairs, my wife in the basement could hear me. There's no sneaking. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're jogging down the street, it, it will be very obvious that you are coming, but... <laughs> yeah, everyone social distance. Beyond, does it, does, you don't need to say on your left to anybody. Everybody no. knows. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they get all the way because they think a truck's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the big news of the day... Uh, is that all four abs who were invited to WJC training camps made the team, specifically the three Canadians. We'll jump into that into a little bit. Do any of you know the best performing Av in a WJC ever? I mean, it's got to be Peter Forsberg. Yeah, it is. And it's... He's like the, the best ever, points. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, so his first WJC, it was 11 points in seven games, I believe. And then his second WJCs, it was 31 points in seven games. So that's pretty good. It's uh, actually broken that he averaged over four points a game in a hockey tournament against some of the best 20-year-olds in the world. They they say it's it's the best preparation uh, for for these kids to take the next step because it's their peer group at its, at its highest level. Just another reminder that for Peter Forsberg, there never was a peer group. <laughs> Fair point, Gregor. Uh, he was not technically an av at the point. He was a flyer still, but nonetheless, quite, uh, quite a talented player. Uh, these days, if any av put up half the performance Forsberg did in the WJC, the hockey world would probably lose their minds about how good they played. So granted the tournament is, is quite a bit more difficult these days as well, especially for everyone not playing for team Canada who looks to be stacked to the gills. Once again, I, AJ and I were talking about, it. I don't think this was on camera uh, a couple weeks ago, but, Team Canada could legitimately send two teams to the WJCs, and both would be hyper competitive. So, yep. I mean, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Thankfully, the team that is going, the Avs again, three players made it. That being Bone Byram back again, trying to win another gold medal. The newest Av, Justin Barron, also making the team. 
And then, of course, Alex Newhook making the team as well. Who should the best player be at this tournament? Because I know, AJ, you have Alex Newhook ranked ahead of Bowen Byram on your prospect list, but Bowen Byram has been here before. Bowen Byram's also going to be playing top pairing next to Jamie Drysdale. Newhook, Newhook, like, I love Newhook, and I think Newhook has a chance to be really, really something. Um, Arguably could be the X factor for how, you know, if the, if the abs win zero cups or the abs win four cups in the next decade, it could be a large, a large part of that might come down to Alex Newhook's development. But at this tournament, Newhook has competition here. You yep. know, he's, he's, there's, there's a ton of centers. There's a ton of forward talent. Kirby Doc and Quentin Byfield are here at this thing. You know, those, I like Newhook, but those are, those are future one C's of their own. So I think I think this has to be about Byram. And, and Barron's going to be third pairing next to Caden Goulet, and we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he plays in every game. Encouraging camp performance. That's what that's what got him on the team. We'll see how that goes, but this is all about Bowen Byram. This is Bowen Byram skipping NHL training camp to show everybody that he's good to go. Yeah, it's uh last year at it seemed like as the tournament went on, he got more and more responsibility. And this year he's going to be, he's pretty much going to be the guy on the defense. So you would hope and expect that he's, he's going to be the best performing av, uh, especially since he'll be looking to lock up a spot in a few weeks, hopefully on the avs. Yeah. Uh, you would hope so. Um, the one thing I will say is, this is true of Alex Newhook as well. Both he and Byram have not played hockey outside of the Team Canada training camp, which also had a shutdown issue. Um, first of all, did that help Justin Barron getting to play some games in the queue before coming to this training camp? And secondly, can we expect him to be a little bit fresher, maybe a little bit less rusty than some of these guys? Yeah. Okay. I think I think Baron getting some time in the queue uh, in a competitive environment absolutely helped him. Um, there's no way. I mean, why wouldn't it? Sure. You know, he I, had he had especially because he had surgery, uh, and he got he got back onto the ice and he's off and running, man. Like he's, I have I have absolutely no issues so far with Baron's D plus one. This is this has gone very well. I was going to say, coming off an injury, getting into those games in the queue only could have helped him. I, I imagine it would have been a little bit tougher if he hadn't gotten any games in. But, yeah. yeah. Coming that's... straight from surgery to no no games since last season and then getting into that camp it definitely would have been harder. But he had that advantage, and he, you know, <laughs> he made the most of it. It's not like he's played poorly in the queue. He's been good. Maybe that let's go into this conversation and the answer may be no difference, but with most teams training camps being shortened, if not completely suspended at times, does that help or hurt teams trying to take down the juggernaut of team Canada? It hurts. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you only have these are all star teams. All star teams are hard to put together. I think I think the only reason why the USA might be okay is because so many of those guys played at the the development program together already that it's 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 like getting back, you know, getting back to it with somebody that you're familiar with. It's you feel less like about old habits that you knew how to play with these guys from before, sure. Yeah, less less about some of these guys uh, you know, trying to figure each other out than just getting comfortable with guys they already know really well. I think that that's maybe the one advantage that Team USA's whole infrastructure has together is a lot of these guys go through the development program together and then, you know, filter through WJCs and on into the NHL and then into the Olympics and all that. You know, these guys are the, the highest end of these guys are going to be playing together forever. Yep. Uh, Travis talks about Bob McKenzie was tweeting about this a little bit today. Skipping NHL training camp to go to WJCs feels like a weird choice to me, especially for a guy with a real chance to play NHL minutes this year. Um, first of all, we can have that conversation, but also there is no quarantine period right now, at least not in Colorado. This was my confusion with his tweets. Yeah. Um, so just for reference, Bob McKenzie tweeted about Nick Robertson, who would potentially the gold medal match would be on January 5th. The expectation is that NHL training camps are expected to start around January 3rd or sometime in early yeah. January. Um, so he would not only miss the start of training camp, but Toronto has a seven day quarantine period required. So he would miss the majority of training camp. Uh, however, players like Kirby doc players like Bowen Byram, who would fly back to America, theoretically, would miss a couple days, but then be able to jump right into camp because there is no quarantine period for them. Uh, at least not locally. So I don't really understand that comment either. Yeah. And there's, it's Bob. So there's a decent Maybe chance we're, something, we're sure, missing yeah. something. But as far as I know, the quarantine rules are in Canada, not in the United States. Those guys coming back to the States should be able to jump theoretically, as long as they're not testing positive, should be able to jump right into right into camps. Yeah. And my my thought is if you're the Avs, when was the last time Bowen Byron played a game? You know, yeah. yeah. You want him to get some games in, especially games where he's gonna be playing a lot. Yeah. Um, they saw him. All, all bubble. They watched him play. They know what he's about, so they can see if, you know, what improvements he's made. And you really, you just want to get him games in. It's been what, I would assume, what ten months for him since he's played a real game. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a choice, but you know, it's not like the Abs aren't already pretty deep on defense. They, you know, they know what he can bring, and they they'd rather see him get games long term at the moment right now. Yeah, which would you rather have him him coming straight from the most competitive environment offered to him right now, or having not messed around? You know, having not played a competitive game since his last Vancouver Giants game. And you know, but if he's going to make the team, if you're putting him, if you're the NHL team and you're saying we want to put this guy in the best position to succeed and to come into camp feeling good, at his best, 
to take this job that we want to give him. We want to give him this. Put him in a put him in a position where he's in a good spot. He has every reason to succeed. Then this is this is it. And especially if it's only that couple days. I mean, look, playing Bowen Byram with Jamie Drysdale against some of the best competition at his age in the world. I'd take that over playing him against uh, half a a grip of AHL defenders at training camp. Yeah, whatever, whatever the camp numbers are allowed to be. Uh, him messing around in a captain skate or whatever. Yep. Because that's it's it's the question is isn't so much because he's not skipping camp to go to the WJCs. Right. The gold medal game is January fifth, and we're expecting camps open on January third. Then. You're not really skipping training camp for this. You're finishing up one and starting the other. And that's if those dates hold. Uh, if he ends up with the core, if, if he ends up having to, to, to quarantine, then that's fine. He has to quarantine. The abs are still going to know what they have. It might be a little bit harder for them to get him, you know, to play him opening night or whatever. But they should, he should still be in line to make the roster and do his thing. Assuming he plays the way we all expect him to. The one question I have there as we wrap up our first period here uh, is uh, let's in a world where he does have to quarantine, how much does it hurt him that he's not getting the crash course on the AV systems in a condensed camp like this? I don't think it hurts him so much because he had he was there all bubble with these guys. Sure. These guys did it's not like this is the shiny rookie coming in totally out of the blue here. They've they spent the entire playoff run around him. They know what's up. They know that this kid is ready to go. They know he's coming anyway. This there this is no surprise to anybody. The only thing that I can see that it does for him to miss camp, it opens the door for Connor Timmons again. It opens the door for Connor Timmons to shine in the area in which he has shined the brightest thus far in his NHL career, and that's in camps. Practice. I mean, yeah. he's he was a he was a camp star last year, and then he was a camp star again over the summer. To the point where putting him into putting him into the postseason over multiple veterans was their preference at one point. So you know, like that's where he's been at his best, and this is this cracks open that door again for him to go in there and look great in camp and and just say, "I dare you to keep me." Yeah, I'm not too super concerned about systems. It's it's the same staff he was with for over a month, just a few months ago, and plus there's been all this downtime. I'm sure there's been some line of communication there too. So, yeah, I'm not super concerned about that. I. Yeah, even then, even if there were significant systems differences there, I would have to think, especially at the start of the year, they're pretty much going to give Byram free reign, I would think, for the nine games to say, look, show us what you got. Like, you know, as long as he's not doing anything egregiously outside the systems, I don't think they would have any expectations of, of more than that. So... It's funny because a nine game tryout now is like 
fifteen percent of the season. Yeah, it's so everything's going to work out this year. Actually, yeah, we did that math on live yeah. yesterday. <laughs> we learned this yesterday mid-show. It was not the best decision, but we do need to take our first <laughs> period break on that note and let you guys know about Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been around in the business for over fifteen years, and when you head over to dnvrmortgage.com, you can get signed up to win some free dnvr merch as well as get set up more importantly for a free consultation again that's dnvrmortgage.com or you can call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 when you are buying a home both mike and virginia believe it to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt they believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing that home this includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals your investments and your tax situation mike and virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation again visit them at dnvr mortgage at least get signed up to win a free dnvr shirt or hat and get that free consultation as well highly recommend them they're super awesome also big broncos fans and and supporters of us here at dnvr for a long time Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. All right, into the second period here. We've talked a lot about Bowen Byram. And what can Newhook really do at this tournament? Because as you said, Kirby Doc's already an NHLer. He's going to be ahead of him on the depth chart for sure. You have Quentin Byfield, a second overall pick, probably going to end up ahead of him. Let's be honest. Newhook's strengths aren't going to be on things like PK and defense here. So he's adding offensive scoring depth to a team that is laden with it. Should we expect good production out of him? Our expectations just, hey do what you can on a third line. What are we seeing here? How about it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have pretty realistic expectations just based off of who's in front of him. And also, you know, he's another guy who hasn't played in months. This is an entirely new, he wasn't in this last year. It's a new situation for him. So I just want to see what he can do. You know, he had a great rookie year at Boston college and this is, a big challenge for him to, you know, against the top peers and see what he can do, show off his skating and, you know, what comes of it. I'm not sure how big of a role he's going to get, but, you know, this can only be good for his development to see where he's at at this stage in his career. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, he can, he can, he can walk out of this tournament with three points and I'd be thrilled if he played the way I hope that he plays. Uh, we're going to get to see a different version of Newhook. He doesn't have to be the leading man here. He doesn't have to go out there and absolutely dominate or anything. I think he has the chance to. Uh, if he's going to play a depth role, then he's probably going to play against depth guys from other teams. And there aren't very many teams that are going to be deep enough to handle Alex Newhook in a bottom six job, if that's where he ends up. Like, Good luck with that. Uh, a little bit of a conversation in the chat here. AJ and I talked about Timmons and Kaut potentially being on an Avs taxi squad next year. 
if they go with 26 man roster, could they keep both Byron and Timmons with the team all season? They absolutely could. They don't uh, even need to go to a 26 man roster yeah, to do that. They'd need like a 24 man roster to do that. Basically, uh, it might be tough with the 23, but even then, they could probably do it. Uh, Evan, your thoughts on on some well, of these prospects? They... Just AD, if they just kept AD. Yeah, they could do it with 23 if they wanted to, but I don't think they will. I don't either. Yeah, I uh, I don't think they would keep, you know, my. maybe I'm wrong on this. I'm not sure they'd keep Timmons if they just had extra bodies laying around just to keep him around, just because I think they want him to show that he can stay healthy for an extended period of time. Byram, I think they might lean towards keeping him rather than sending him back to the WHL and him being bored. So well, I, I don't, I think it's, he's staying here. Yeah. Whereas Timmons, I, I would, I think they'd lean towards get letting him play and show that he can stay healthy for a consistent amount of time. Honestly, with the shortened seasons involved uh, and this being the season that it is, um, we might be in a situation where even if they wanted to send Byron back, he might be better served just staying on the NHL team the entire season, not playing the nine games and just practicing with them for free. I mean, at and this not point, bringing the contract. There's a very real possibility that the WHL just never gets off the ground this year. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like there may not be a place to send him that you want him going to, even if they play a 30 game season. What the hell does Bowen Byron need 30 more WHL games for? You know, like it would yeah. just be just be a waste of everybody's time so i i think that if even if they didn't want to keep him for whatever reason say he gets the nine game trial and they're like we're good just keep him on the roster don't play him again save the contract and let him practice what a wild year (laughs) seriously yeah i mean kind of an extreme solution but any why not anything's possible jean-luc foodie is playing in the swedish like third or fourth division right now just got over there to play just so he could play some hockey because there's no no answers for the ohl at the moment so who knows i mean they were trying to get the ohl going without body checking yeah (laughs) it was like the league against local government where yep the the they were i can't remember the lady's name but she was like nope there won't be body checking and everybody was like this is kind of dumb unless you can like scientifically prove your point. And she was like, well, there's just not going to be body checking. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can't even, body checking still happens in men's league. You're not going to tell junior players not to hit. I. You're worried about the transmission of the virus. And it's like, look, how many, how many of these football players that have tested by we have, we have two major like football entities going on right now are these guys contracting the virus while hitting each other i it was such a weird solution where they were just like you guys can play but you can't touch each other there was another tweet storm by bob about that where he was like okay but how is that any different from a board battle for the puck where they're right next to right. each other breathing like well how do you how do you differentiate between the two and hold, it was just it was it was such a such an asinine approach to it where 
and and what happens when someone pulls a full Tyson Barry where they are just looking the other way and collide into each other for a massive hit on accident? Like, right. Uh, old and busted or still a quality meme? Martin no, Cow not no, being eligibility no. for the expansion no. draft. No, it's done. <laughs> old and busted confirmed. Yeah. All right. Honestly, that acknowledgement will make sure that it just continues. Good. Great. <laughs> I should have just left it as my Twitter name forever. <laughs> okay. So, we've talked about Newhook. We've talked about Byram. Let's talk about Justin Barron a, lit- a little bit really quick here. On the one hand, not a ton of expectations for a guy that at one point, we weren't even sure if he was gonna gonna make the camp, let alone the team. Yeah, like but, like Connor Timmons in twenty seventeen. I think he yep. had a little bit of an uphill climb, and he did it. Great. Yep. Now let's see what he does with it. No expectations. Just go in there and do your thing. You're on the third pairing. Don't make mistakes. Because that's how you end up benched. They brought two other defensemen to replace you if you screw things up. Don't make mistakes. No pressure. Okay. I like the sound of that. AJ, I know I know you're never very high on this, but uh who do you think wears the letters for Team Canada? I don't care. <laughs> Wake me up when we're done with this conversation. <laughs> there you go. AJ never cares about the letters. I'm just saying because Baron wears the C for Halifax, so he certainly has uh, some pedigree when it comes to leadership. Uh, look, obviously with the players on Team Canada, he's not going to be anywhere near the captaincy, but... It should be Kirby Doc. It you think? Kirby Doc or Bowen Byram. I, I think Byram should definitely have an A at the very least, but either way, Team Canada looking pretty fun for the Avs to watch this year. You know AJ and I will certainly be watching. I'm assuming even Evan might be watching this year, given that there might not be <laughs> nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, no other hockey on to watch, but, you know, AJ and I are usually a little bit more invested in the prospects. So yeah, I'm, I'm always not huge on the WJC, especially at the start when it's like Canada beating the crap out of small yeah, country teams countries. like 10 to yeah. 1 it's like okay what am i gonna learn from this blowing out lithuanian nine nothing and you're like this is just wasted everybody's time yeah but i mean it's been months of course i'm gonna watch it when it's actually on Bad joke. <laughs> are there any yeah. teams the, the uh, random thought scott c said they all wear letters memeing me with technicalities <laughs> but are there any teams that actually don't like basketball teams do you know the whole you would think with hockey culture the team is bigger than the player you would think would be a very hockey thing but i i can't remember if any of the wjc teams don't wear their names anyway uh the last avs prospect who is going but not with team canada is drew hellison uh, i don't i i don't know if this one got officially announced yet but, but He's still with I, the team, yeah. As far as I know, he's totally on track to make that team. I guess they have till the weekend to make the official announcement, so till Sunday. So, um, presumably Drew Hellison will be on Team Canada. We won't confirm anything. Uh, team USA. 
Oh, God, did I say Canada? Yeah, it's Friday. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, Team USA. Uh, look, Hellison, not likely to be particularly impactful on the box score. Yeah. If you're if you're going to look at this tournament and you're going to decide how well Drew Hellison played or didn't play based on the number of points that he scores. Going to have a bad time. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be really, really disappointed when he puts up a zero or a one. Yep. So just kind of the reality of the player Drew Hellison is, and certainly the role Team USA is going to ask him to play. Yeah. Uh, PK minutes, I would imagine, and, and a whole lot of defensive work for him will be coming on that team. Uh, yeah, that is what it is. We can take our second period break there let you guys know about wgt golf we got a tournament going on right now the ball is popping classic a little closest to the hole for you where you can get entered by going to dnvrgolf.com to download the game search for that dnvr4 clubhouse to join our fourth clubhouse get entered into the tournament play your round and then take a screenshot of your score at the end and send that in either to the pinned tweet over on the dnvr sports twitter account or info at thednvr.com, and you will be automatically entered to win yourself some DNVR merch. Bunch of amazing shirts, hats, masks, you name it. All sorts of awesome stuff that you can win there. We'll select a winner on Monday. We're doing these tournaments every weekend all the way up through Christmas. So, again, just give yourself a shot to win free stuff from DNVR. Why not? Free merch is always awesome. Download WGT Golf today. You can play on your phone. You can play on your PC, however you prefer. It's super fun game, too. Over 20 million people play around the world. Just a, a ball all the way, since it is, in fact, popping. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. So we did an entire show on what seemed to be the confirmed divisions. <laughs> and we come to find out that maybe this isn't the confirmed divisions at all, as there is some conversation <laughs> about Minnesota and not Dallas being in the division with the Avs, which makes absolutely no sense to me, at least geographically, because they're going to stick Dallas in with St. Louis and then have this weird division that spans like the majority of the width of the United States, I guess. Pretty much. Okay, that's a choice. It's like they gave a toddler a crayon and said, draw lines down the country, and that's how they decided the divisions. All right. I might there try that later, actually. Yeah. That's, we should, you're, uh, when we do our official preseason prediction show, that's how you should uh, pick your yeah. division winners. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, your kid can just draw on a map yeah, and be like, girl, daughter, star, circle the team she likes the most. <laughs> Uh, Evan, you weren't on our show uh, breaking down the Avs division. Yes, there's the conversation between Dallas and Minnesota being in there, but how do you feel about the rest of the division being California, Vegas, Arizona? How do I feel about it? Well, uh, it's going to feel like one giant, I guess, preseason for the Avs if they're going to be playing all these <laughs> That's true. bottom feeders all year just to get ready for the playoffs because – 
yeah, these are not good teams. And they're pretty much all teams that have acknowledged that they're rebuilding. Um, Anaheim's always a little bit on the edge, but yeah, it's it's the Avs should just stomp this division. If we're just being honest, it's not a good division. And, you know, I like the Avs chances and especially, you know, I'm not, I don't think Dallas is going to be all that great, but I certainly don't think Minnesota is either. So whoever they decide to put in there, I'm not too concerned about it. It's basically just the Avs and Vegas and whoever else can get through it, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, it's working out in the Avs favor, I guess, if you want, to look at how the standings are going to work out. It's going to be nice after dealing with the central division all these years. Yeah. What was uh, the record for the abs and Tierney's sim he did the other day, AJ? I forget. It was like 41, nine and five or something ridiculous. Uh, I think it was 41, seven and eight. Jeez. Yeah. Like every single one he's done is at the abs with like under 10 losses. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Thunderdome is dead. And the Avs are, are ready to murder some teams, hopefully, based on that division. Certainly, who would you rather have in division, Minnesota or Dallas, strictly on ice reasons? Minnesota. Cupcake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Especially since Dallas can spew goaltending out of their you-know-whats every year. Yeah, I mean, Ben Bishop's hurt, though. It doesn't so. matter. They seem to get top goaltending from whoever the heck they put in there. So I'll take Minnesota. A weird Devin Dubnikless Minnesota, no less. But he'll be playing in San Jose, so it'll be the same. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Either way, the Avs are poised to, especially with the seven-game series, you would have to think have a pretty solid record to say the least uh we've talked a lot about the vegas matchup because that's the quality opponent in the division but there are uh six other matchups there as well where the expectation for most of them is that the av skill should rise above and carry them i i don't know what to tell you other than that the teams are they won't win every game because that's hockey and there's a reason you play the games, but they should win a lot of them. Um, yeah, especially if you're going to be like bunching these games together, there's always, you know, you play the same teams over and over again. There's always the opportunity for the, the bad teams to come out on top. Just, you know, cause coaching and, you know, these guys are NHL players, but yeah, the, the way that these divisions are lining up, the F should stomp them. Yeah. I, Okay. Sorry. No more no more doggo noises. <laughs> yeah. Rex comes in and whines all the time at this point, so whatever. <laughs> He's just a part of the team. Yeah. Eventually you're gonna have to post more pics of that dog for the podcast, but anyway, sticking to the topic of the Avs uh, and the division in general. Yeah, I I'm with Ryan for the most part. I think the Avs should dominate whatever, whoever ends up in their division outside of Vegas, basically. Yeah, if they, if they end up with Minnesota and Dallas is out and St. Louis is in, St. Louis has major bus potential this year. Yep. Like, they have major bus potential. They are the San Jose from last year where they could be the team that nobody sees completely falling apart. 
they got too old and just couldn't do it anymore kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, it's really just the goaltending. Like, if Jordan Bennington falters at all, they have no backup plan. Yep. They, they're they basically relying on finding the next Jordan Bennington. <laughs> It, they don't. They don't. Are they just gonna ride or die else. with Huso? They at the moment they don't have anybody else, man. They there was no there was no like we talk about how the ABS are taking a chance with Adam Warner and and Hunter Miska as their third guy right now. Right now they have it's Billy Huso, and then in the AHL they have Evan or their their other contracts. They have John Gillies, Evan Fitzpatrick, and Joel Hoffer, who's in juniors so it's really just gillies and fitzpatrick and gillies has a little bit of experience he's 26 uh and he has 12 nhl games that he got into with calgary a couple years ago but that's it like evan evan fitzpatrick has been in the echl for the last couple of years like that they have they have no legitimate backup plan They've got nothing. They are totally on the the like the razor's edge of going bust here. And you like, can only assume. Be, they, like, if Bennington it. is great, they could be totally fine. But they have no idea what Villejuso is going to be, let alone any of the cats behind him. If Bennington gets hurt, if he underperforms, that entire team is sunk. They will not survive poor goaltending. It's hard to do anyway, but they have no avenue to, to survive that. Yeah, and it's I would assume it's going to be a tighter schedule too, so backups are going to matter, and they sure don't have one, at least one that's proven. So, I mean, another advantage how, for the Avs. How many of the backup, like, okay, teams, teams in the last couple of years have taken their chances with guys playing both nights. Fine. But how many times are you going to do it in a year where you could be doing that every single week? I mean, how often? How many games are you gonna? You have fifty six games. How many games are you, do you give Billy Huso? Twelve. That's twelve games. Even then, Boy. that's twelve games right off the top that you have no idea how that's going to go I mean, that on that given night. If he has to get more games than that, they could be in serious trouble. Like St. Louis is a dark horse to completely bomb this year. It's an interesting conversation. We won't probably get into it on this show, but maybe something we can talk about in the future of what do teams who want to run a tandem do in a 56-game season? You're going to give both your goalies 28 games or whatever? It's it's a tough choice, especially take someone like San Jose who wants to run Dubnik and Martin Jones to see if Martin Jones can be a capable goaltender. <laughs> Good luck with either of them. That, that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, do you, does one get in a rhythm and you just ride it and it ends up being one of them is stuck as a backup? I don't know. But anyway, sticking. At this, at this point, a rhythm for either of those guys is like, all right, they gave up three goals tonight. Let's go with him again. <laughs> yeah. Like three goals on 27 shots. Like yeah. a normal night. We, we didn't get run. Almost got a 900 save percentage out of them. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at Colorado's a team that could reasonably be pretty platoon heavy. Yeah, uh, sure. they should be. They should at least at the start of the season, 
they should be perfectly comfortable playing both guys. Yeah, I could see. Well, I guess all those reports about Vegas trading Flurry too, they're kind of in the same situation where they could do that too. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what what Anaheim does because Gibson's the guy there. Do they just run him into the ground? Play him every yeah. Spot. I mean, running a guy into the ground in this particular season, he plays what forty five games. The course of the season, he's not going to play that many games. But if it is this back to back laden schedule that everyone's expecting, night in night out, that guy might be exhausted. Yeah, I mean that's one where it's like he, he you know, you have a. I don't even know how the schedule will go. You play Monday and Wednesday, and then Friday and Saturday. He plays Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and the backup gets Monday. And you just do that every week, you know, depending on how, the, again, whatever the schedule ends up looking like. Sure. That's, uh, look, it's just another question that NHL teams has to answer. That We haven't even touched on the logistics side of the season. This is just on-ice product, how teams yeah. are going to get through building their rosters, using, utilizing their rosters, things like that. Um, do we uh, Do we want to touch on this vaccine stuff at all? I mean, if you have something you feel like saying about it, I know you and I talked about it a little bit before the other day, but the NHL saying they're they're actively seeking out vaccines for for players. Yeah. Uh, so John Shannon tweeted out yesterday that they wanted to to get vaccines for the organ the NHL organizations, not just not just the players, but you know front office people, families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then he also followed it up by saying they're, they're interested in securing the vaccine when and if it's available for private purchase. It's not at this point, and they're also adamant that they would not jump the line to do so. Probably should have put that in yeah. the first tweet. <laughs> Certainly seems like an important distinction because the first tweet of them being like, I mean, NHL even, players and all of their families getting the hookup. Even then, like some of the people who need it most probably can't afford to purchase it at all. Well, the, uh, let's be real here. Um, the American health care system is a travesty and an affront to first world countries everywhere. Yep. And an absolute embarrassment that the the country should take more seriously on the whole. And yeah. straight up, the vaccine should be distributed for free. I agree. I'm 100 with you. This is not this is this is not V for Vendetta. This is not your chance to cash in. Um, this is this this is real life, and you should be taking care of your your people. You should care more about their welfare. We know that they already don't, but. They should be caring. They should be. They should be caring about our welfare, just as peeps. Uh, you know, Canada has their rollout plan. Colorado has their rollout plan that I was looking at the other day. I'm set to get it in phase two. I think in in the spring. Spring. I don't sure. Know. Whatever that, that means. Yeah. Is, that, is that March or is that May? I have no <laughs> idea. That changes my life quite a bit. There. June nineteenth. Yeah, but it's like, you know, whatever. Um, they should be giving that thing out for free, though. And as long as... And this is kind of the same conversation that we had when we talked about them getting tests 
over the summer. As long as they every every test that they buy for their own personal use, they should buy for for public use and and give it to somebody. Yeah, I think they should do the exact same thing with vaccines. I would have no issues with them buying a bunch of vaccines for for the players, the organizations, families, whatever. All those people get covered. The league takes care of all of them, but then they also turn around and they do a solid for their local community. If you're going to do that, because that's the way, that's, in my opinion, that's the way you kind of balance the shaky moral ground that we find them on here. They're, at if least you're going to do, this, do that. Yeah, there's an argument that everybody wins that way, at least. Yeah. And when, I don't know when they become available for purchase by, by a private vendor like the NHL. Uh, or, or a private buyer. Whenever that happens, maybe maybe that happens after a significant public distribution plan has already been rolled out and implemented, and it's not a big deal at all. We're all yep. looking back at this conversation like it's not a not like it's no bigs, right? We're like, eh, that's life. But if that's not the case, and they are jumping any kind of line, they are getting it before before anybody. You know, if you're gonna get if they're gonna get it before perfectly healthy people. And that's like the only group of people that they get it for. I don't know how I feel about that still, but it's certainly better than the idea of them getting it before like somebody that's working in an ICU every day. Yeah. You know, because that's kind of that's kind of what it it felt like John Shannon's first tweet was saying. Yeah. Was they're gonna get it as soon as they can to make sure that they can play this hockey season and everybody else that is out there, you know. Again, friend of the pod, a good friend of mine for a long time, a manager of a King Supers, has to be out with the general public every single day. Yep. And that's, you know, that's he's not in a hospital, but he's absolutely on a front line. I want that dude taken care of long before I want a hockey player taken care of. Yeah. Hockey so, player going to do just fine if the NHL doesn't play for another month or whatever. A hockey player, the vast majority of, of pro hockey players can afford to spend another couple of weeks sitting around. Yep. Just financially, they can afford to do it. They don't have to go out and have to go and do their job that way. Uh, you know, we need to, we need to, I, it, it blows my mind that we were having this conversation, but we need to we need to be in better in touch with the humanity of this, and and the 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 empathy that comes with the people who have to put themselves in the line of fire every single day. Yep, and that those, those people should get it first. Um, the NHL, the NHL has to manage this nicely because they they've got a. You can't you can't flaunt that you're you're cutting any of this kind of line. You're gonna lose people if you do that. People won't ever come back. For sure. If you if you decide that your sport is above the lives of the general public. Yep. It's would not be a good look, certainly. Um let's end this show on a positive note a little bit here. We have two very nice hats on this on this podcast right now, but they do not live up to Ali Monroe's hat in the background here. I all Avs fans will want this hat. I have no doubt. Yeah, I'm jealous. I want that hat. <laughs> so it's awesome. I got it from 47. They have a bunch of Nordiques stuff. This isn't part of like I was telling the guys before the show. Um, part of the Avs collab. It's just the Nordiques hat. So they have a bunch of those on 47. There you go. AJ's got the 47. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they, they're the best. 
go get that. Or if you want to be super cool, don't go get that and go buy a DNVR hat instead. <laughs> or get both. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. True. It's Monica, True. Christmas. Why not? Oh, don't we have some? Uh, don't we have some gift boxes that we're doing this? Yeah, week? we sure we do. do. The gift boxes are for two shirts. You get a subscription, two shirts, and a sticker pack. Um, and a sticker pack. And it all comes in this little nice, like, holiday box that you could just, boom, put right under your tree. It's awesome. There you go. That's simple. Easiest gift that. ever right there. Go get the DNVR gift box. That is going to do it for us on the show today. As we get out of here, we're sponsored by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can save 20% when you use code DNVR20 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. They also have a subscription service where you can save 20% every single time for two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. So jump on it. It helps with migraines, aches, and pains all over the body, joint pain, IBS, you name it. it it's got it all covered for you if you haven't tried it yet. Give it a try today. That's going to wrap up this week for the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, all of that noise. We have a a bunch of stuff we're starting to plan for uh, season previews since we're a month-ish out at this point. So keep your eyes peeled on YouTube. Keep your eyes peeled on the DNVR.com. Bunch of stuff coming your way over the next few weeks. Should be awesome and lots of fun can't wait for training camps and wjc's and 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 all that stuff to get started so on that note we're getting out of here for the day and be sure to like and subscribe this video it helps us out a ton uh we're we're trying to get there someday we want to get a play button on youtube and and we're you know we got a ways to go but we're we're moving in the right direction so yeah tell your friends all that noise we will see you guys on Monday.